Welcome back to a very angry Bantam Unit podcast with me, Rick Saunders. Joining me in my anger is Liam Hall. Ah! Oh, God, what is life? Mm. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not angry. Um, oh, no, no, we're getting to you. Well, we'll get, I'll get to you. Oh. And, a man, and a man who sits on top of his very pathetic mountain because his team won a game eventually. It's Cole <laughs> Pierce, I suppose. Hello, Cole. Hello. I mean, some some people might know what they're winning is, will they, this season? <sighs> oh, that, what the? Hey, you are 14th in the table, Carl. Yeah. You are 14th. Do come at me with, oh, we've won things. Yes, you've won a game. I've won none. But we'll get to them. But as always, we're here to talk about the Premier League fixtures now. As all, normally, we go through games as they happen. So normally, we start with Friday night and end with um, Monday, if there's games. However, this week, me and Liam are so angry that um, we want to freshen it up. We want to talk about our respective clubs first. And um, there's a reason why we want to do that. Now, um, Carl can have his moment for a like, brief 30 seconds when we get to his team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... We're going to kick off first with winless and gutless West Bromwich Albion against Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, the early kickoff on Sunday, I woke myself up to watch this game. I didn't go to bed until 5 o'clock in the morning. I woke up early to watch it, um, 12, and I was, you know, dreaming of a, a 9-0 victory for Tottenham. Um because you know how much I love Tottenham Hotspur. However, um, Albion defended stoutly. Fantastic defending by West Brom. Missing Ivanovic and Pereira due to testing, both tested positive for COVID. We wish them a speedy recovery from a cold. Mm-hmm. However, we set up a team to defend, and we did quite well. We stopped Tottenham from playing their football. We defended stoutly, as I've said three times now. And our goalkeeper... John, Sam Johnston did some heroics some good saves that he made. And then, and then, gentlemen, in the 88th minute, in the 88th minute, Harry Kane scored with a header because Sam Johnston, in his moment of fucking glory, decided to stand there like a frozen rabbit like with the fucking headlamps coming towards him. I did nothing. Either commit to the ball, punch Kane in the face, or stand in your line. But no, he did neither. He stood in the middle of nowhere. Kane scored his 150th Premier League goal. Well done, Harry Kane. And Tottenham take all three points. Now, gentlemen, I wish, I don't wish bad things upon people. You know this, I'm a gentle soul. However, Sam Johnston, please go away. Please take your mediocre goalkeeping abilities and go into the bin. Go to Route 501 and take yourself there and stay there. Do not come back to our football club. That was a shocking, shocking bit of goalkeeping. And I'm not happy with it because I've not been happy with Sam Johnson for a couple of years now. He just, there's always a mistake in him. And it's frustrating as hell because you think, oh, where's it going to come? And it came at the worst possible time. And I mean, I would have took a point against Tottenham. If you two have said to me, oh, you're going to get, a, you could have held on for a point against Tottenham, I would have been ecstatic. But no. Because of one man's indecisiveness, with we lost all th- we, we lost two points from there, 
And boys, I'm fuming. I don't know if you could tell or not. No, no, it, it no, doesn't no, come no. through at all, mate. Um, <laughs> but I'll take your word for it that, that you're fuming. Um, I, I, I was a bit annoyed as well because I was like, you defended against Tottenham for 88 minutes. You couldn't hold on for just like five minutes more. Oh, no, no, no. We would have. But for a, for a bold man's indecisive, as I've said, he, he's, made some, he's made some mistakes over the years. And yes, it's cost us a few points. But because with the championship, we, could have got, we, we got away with it because there's more games to play. We're what? Eight games in now. We're, we haven't won a game. We've drew three, lost five, have the worst defensive record in the Premier League. In terms of goal difference, we've got the worst goal difference in the Premier League. And I honestly cannot see where we team. It, it's absolutely shocking. And I try to be so positive about West Brom. You, you guys can attest to that. I'm very positive about West Brom. When they, when they play well, I praise them to the high, I praise them highly, even if they lose a game. Yeah, I'd mm. rather lose a game and play well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll say you're more positive than I am about your team. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I didn't watch the match all the way through, but I saw extensive highlights of the match. And you look like you had a few chances going forward as well. Um, yeah, we, I think we you, need a, you need a goal, you need a decent goal scorer, I would say. Um, although Johnston was sort of off his line and didn't seem to know where he was or what he was doing. I have seen worse mistakes. So I don't think I don't think you're as bad a shape as um, Sheffield, who've only got one point. Um, oh, who's it? Who's above them? Fulham. I know Fulham. The bottom three: are us, Burnley, Sheffield. Yeah, Burnley look even. Uh, I'd say I'd worry even more for. I know they beat. I know they beat you, but but I'd worry even more for Fulham to be honest. I think I've, I've seen enough to Fulham that you can. Get yourself out of it. Right. But, that, but this is the thing, though. It's I, I honestly cannot see where it's going to come from. That that win. I mean, yes, granted, we had we, we've had a difficult start to the season. Yes, Leicester, Chelsea, Tottenham, um, yeah, three uh, um, out of the eight games we played those teams. Yes, mm. mm-hmm. played Southampton and. And yeah, I think Southampton. I, for me, I said this on the podcast. I thought Southampton was going to be the the the, the game that we that we should have kicked started that season on. I thought they were there for the beating. They what? They weren't. Obviously, uh, we stupidly threw a three uh, goal lead away against Chelsea, uh, when Chelsea weren't playing well. Um, and it's just it's just baffling that we've gone from a team that was so tight and so compact and I said this I thought oh it's a great thing we've got the core players back in the team and everything like that but it just it just it just baffles me and I, to be honest I really hope it doesn't happen but I can see Billich walking I don't think Billich gets sacked I think Billich will walk because the board has already fucked him up by uh, letting her guards go um, a play that we need because defence is our area that we need to improve on. I, I, love, I know up front, yes, but defence is a, it's the foundation of your team. Hagazi go annoyed Billich. Um, the fact that we haven't really bought anybody new this season. I think we bought Grant and he, Grant and Ivanovic are the only two, and Gallagher are the two new players in that team. Dean Garner, Pereira, Kovinovic season in the championship, all on loan. Now two permanent, one 
back on loan. And I think that's what you need to go in the Premier League. You need some faces that have played in the Premier League. And I said, all window, Troy Deeney was there. Yeah, Troy Deeney was there for the taking. And no, but nobody took him and they was in the championship. And it just baffles me that a team like West Brom didn't say, you know what? Yes, yes, we could take a gamble on Troy Deeney. Because I don't think it would have been a gamble. It's a man with Premier League pedigree and he's a bully up front. I have to be honest, sir. I think if Troy Deeney was going to leave, I think he would go to someone who's in like top six, maybe top half of the table. I, I can't see him going to... Mate, he's, not he's, not, he's not a top six player, though. Not top six. I feel like he's in the top half of the table, at least. Mm, he, 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 he could be back up at, uh, I don't know. He could be back up at somewhere. He can back up at Wolves, surely. No. Possibly. I don't. I think you're over... I think you're over-exaggerating his... How good he is, yeah, Liam. I, yeah. I, I think you can be a backup for a bigger team, though. That's what I'm saying. But no, I think so. Okay, let, let's ask the question. Why would you go for a backup when you're guaranteed the starting, starting place? That's the thing. He would have been a guaranteed starter at West Brom. Yeah. So, yeah, it depends. So that's the thing. you got to think about it. At that stage of his career, to get a starting place in the Premier League, regardless of who you're playing for, it's, um, it, it, it's a no-brainer. You'd go. And I think West Brom could have been a great thing for him, a great club for him to, a great club to go to. Just keep playing in the Premier League because he's about thirty-two, and it's like if he was if he was at twenty-six, twenty-seven, I'd agree with you. I'd say yeah, Troy Deeney could go play for uh, top six, top half team, yeah. Mm. But because he's thirty-two, it, that goes against him. But I just with you wholeheartedly Carl that we need a goal scorer Carla Grant's a good player I, I really do think he could come good but he need it looks like he needs a partner with him and at the Albion the partner the, the Detroitkers we have are Charlie Austin <laughs> Robson Carnu and that's it yeah I think that's your trouble they're good um, championship players but they don't look to be um, Premier League players so far um, anyway I don't want to be them. I was going to no. say when you were talking about Troy Deeney as well, I'm surprised he didn't go for any loan deals. I mean, look at look how Ross Barkley's turned out for Aston Villa. I mean, Bart- I, I, I don't I mean, think that's Bart- been a fantastic. Uh, I yeah, I'm not saying you'd get someone of his quality, but you know, you, you never know what you can land with a loan deal if you if you look around. Well, we got Pereira. We got Pereira from a low deal, and no one thought, and he's turned out to be a great player. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Exploit the loan market; it, it can work in your favour. However, it's it's still a lottery. I mean, yes, granted, Ross Barkley, fantastic to get Ross Barkley alone for the Villa was a massive coup, and it, I'm envious of them because they've got him. He could, I, and I'm shocked that Chelsea let him go. Granted, no we'll, chance. We'll talk, we can talk about him a bit more when we get yeah. to uh, but, Liam's match. I just thought it was worth, you know, just, yeah, yeah. just a name abandoned about when I was talking about doing I do, to, I do want to praise Tottenham. I do want to praise Tottenham for this. Tottenham, they, they kept going with it. They didn't get frustrated, the fact that we were, keep, we were keeping them at bay. They kept going. Yes, it was a fortuitous goal that they scored, but it's, it's a sign of a team that can challenge for things that you're not playing particularly mm. well. But they still won. I, I have some thoughts on Tottenham, I have to say. I mean, I, I like to think that I've been very fair and very optimistic about Spurs this season, which I, I don't know why, because, because I think I'm an Arsenal fan. But I think 
I think they've been slightly lucky. I have to be honest. I mean, when you look at the run in the had this season, I think the only real challenge we've had is Man United. And, and they've beat six one. But I would also say on the, uh, on that day, Man United weren't at their best. I think that's fair to say. But coming up, they have Man City. They have. Well, Arsenal, they should have had a player sent off as well. Yeah. And you know, I think they got a lot of. I think after international break, they have some real challenges ahead. And I think that's the time when we can say that they can challenge for the title. So far, they've had two major tests and they lost to Everton. Yeah. Okay. And they just scraped by West Brom. I. I, I mean, I didn't say win the title. I said challenge for things. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. But it's just uh, everyone's saying that they can. They're, they're like the best challenger at the moment. I'm just, I just. I don't. I don't well, see it. Because yeah. it's Mourinho and they've strung a couple of wins together. Everyone gets carried away. Everyone tends to get carried away. There's a lot. There's always a lot of hyperbole around Mourinho and also Manchester United, which is something I want to touch on um, when we get to our games as well. Yeah. Because we're big, we're not any big team that's struggling, but you would think we are the, the way the media yeah. react, which I find annoying as a Man United as a Man United fan looking from the outside in. Hey, hey Reese, yeah. can, can I'm looking at some few transfers. Could you mind if I throw some names at you and, and get your thoughts on them? Mm. All right. So the big one that's kind of popping out to me is Daniel Sturridge. Uh, play for the Albion as an idle bastard. <laughs> okay, maybe not him then. Um, I believe Mandzukic is out of contract as well. Never going to join West Bromwich Albion. Maybe not. Mm, okay. Barini? Not, no, he's useless. Jordan Ibe? Useless. Ben Arthur? He plays for Bordeaux. Never mind. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> Those are just I wanted to get your opinion on. Fair enough. You've, but what you've done there is you've named players that are never going to join West Brom. I mean, if you said some, if you, yeah, I mean, Mariota's joined Fulham. Like you never know some people. Yeah, but because he's not, because he's look, look who's going against. He's going against Courtois. He's never going to go. He's never going to beat Courtois to number one. But uh, going with that thing though, it's if there were realistic names on there. I mean, Danny Welbeck was one. I'm shocked we didn't go mm. for. Uh, but he's gone to Brighton. I think Brighton have got a good. If they keep him fit, they've got a good player there. Um, make a move for a Mario when the window opens. <laughs> oh, please do. No, Sorry? Like, please do. Fuck, let's, I'd love Romero at the Albion. Um, great goalkeeper for you guys. Fantastic. And he wants, to, he wants to leave, so if, if, yeah? they, they might let him go to someone like West Brom. Do you know what? Any team, any team in Europe... Would, would be lucky to have Romero. He's a fantastic goalkeeper, and I feel really sorry for him at Man United. He's been treated. Mm. It's shocking. Um, but just back to the album before we move on. Um, I mean, as I said, I hope Billich doesn't walk. But uh, Billich doesn't walk from this, and I hope the owner actually pulls his finger out of his ass and backs him in January. Um, I don't know what'll happen. But going back to Tottenham, though, I mean, Harry Kane. 200 goals in midweek for Tottenham, 150 in the Premier League this weekend. Um, I, for, by a side, um, I think Harry Kane is probably one of the best strikers I think England have ever produced. His goals are just just unrelenting. It feels like a second coming to Shearer in a way. The amount, the amount of goals he scored. Yeah, I was, was going to ask, can he can he beat Shearer's record? How old is Kane now? I, 26, I think. 
I think well, he's, so he's got, got plenty. Of, he's got plenty of time then, if that's all he is. But this is the thing, though. You look at it. He's only a hundred and ten goals off it, which is. I know it sounds like a lot of goals, but the fact that he's managed to score this many, and let's be honest, twenty-seven. Yeah. Well, okay, but yeah, but. Uh, yeah. But mm. let's be honest. Uh, yeah, twenty-seven. I think I think he could. There's a possibility if he, he can he can do it if you know barring injuries that's and thing, but look, I agree, but you look at the thing about Harry Kane, though. Harry Kane didn't really break into the Tottenham team until 20, 2014. So, in fairness, yes, it's that he's played for Tottenham since 2009. He hasn't. He's played for Tottenham since 2014. And he scored that amount of goals in that time. It's absolutely ridiculous. Because they were talking about match of the day, weren't they, righty? And... Shearer and Shearer got to that number in just a few, just a few games quicker, didn't he? But yeah, it wasn't massive. No, it wasn't. I mean, you look at it. Yeah, Harry Kane is consistently scored double figures each season, close to twenty. I mean, yeah, last season eighteen and twenty-nine, a fantastic. Regardless, he did get to twenty. That's a great return. Seventeen and twenty-eight the season before. This season, he's got seven and eight in the Premier League. He's got thirteen and fourteen in all competitions this season. So. I do genuinely think he could do it. But then again, everyone thought that Rooney could do it. Everyone thought that... I, I genuinely thought Aguero could have done it. Mm, with the amount just... of... Well, no, no. Aguero won't do it. Aguero's 30 and always injured. And in fact, he wants to... I think he said he wants to play in Argentina as well, end his career mm. there. So, Aguero... I thought Aguero could have done it. But the injuries are messing him up and the fact he's I said he's 32 but 180 goals in the Premier League is nothing to sniff at I think he's, he's third on the list the fourth so but I, I, I think Harry Kane could have a shoe in um, I do think though that I think when Bale starts kicking getting onto form as well I think there could be a, a scary team to, to play against but uh, we'll move on from this from my shit show and we'll go to another shit show in the form of Liam Hall uh. All right. So I, I think, right, like Reese, I think I've been quite positive about Arsenal, but despite some questionable results and questionable playing at some points. Um, and this week we lost to the best team in the Midlands, but it's just All right. No. <laughs> right. Let, 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 let me finish. Listen, Wolves are the best team in the Midlands. Move on. <laughs> Um, sure, okay. Um, all right, all right, so quite now, it's just this is just so frustrating. I think apparently, and this is a start of seeing bounded around, and so sorry for taking over your gimmick, Reese, but I think, whoa, 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 this season in the second half, we haven't had a shot on target. What? what any game? Yeah, from from open play, and I don't think we've scored from open play this season. But wow. besides besides the first game, that's an impre- If that's true, that's an impressive statistic. But for all all the wrong reasons. Yeah, I mean, like things. Arteta's been great at, at you know um, the defensive side of the game, and I think he's really improved that side of it. But I think I think we need to be a bit more brave and take a few more risks. I. I don't know. I mean, Villa seem to be a bogey team at the moment. I mean, we, we lost to them twice last year and obviously we lost 
quite horribly this time. And, and we, we struggled to play against teams with a kind of low block unless we kind of, unless we counterattack, unless we kind of, you know, win by those thin margins. I mean, Alexander Lacazette probably should have scored. I don't know. Yeah, how. I was going to say that header, that, Jesus Christ. And, but I, I want to go on a small rant about. But you were lucky. You were lucky that um, you were a goal down in the first minute, weren't you? I mean, yeah. offside, but only, only just. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to get onto offside a little bit later. I mean, that's a whole kettle of fish. Mm. Um, but I have to talk about Willian. I don't know what the fuck he does. What, what kind of player is this lad? I, I know he's great at, che- at Chelsea, but at Arsenal, he's been absolutely fucking shite. And I've wanted to give him a chance, but he can barely fucking move. He, he can pass like now and then. He can kind of shoot-ish. But since the opening day at Fulham, he's been crap every single time. And it's just, it's really frustrating that we're playing him upwards of 200 grand a week. And he's turning out these really shit performances. And now he's on a three-year deal. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's really, it's really frustrating me how awful he's turned out to be. And it's frustrating to see how little we're kind of getting out attacking wise. It's just, it's, it's a little bit pathetic to be honest. And I'm, I'm, I'm usually really so positive about Arsenal and I think we've had some really good performances this season, but I think we really need to start, sort out this attacking. Yeah, I think Pepe, I think Pepe's been poor as well, considering the mm. amount of money and hoopla was around him when you bought him in last season. Yeah. He doesn't seem to do a lot, really. He has his moments, and but well, again, he's on the pitch. He actually does something. Seventy million midfielder. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely hasn't lived up to a price tag, but at least he kind of does something. At least you can see the talent there. With, with, with William, I just don't see it anymore. Like I, I would rather get Lingard than William at this point. <laughs> Let's not go overboard. <laughs> <laughs> like, at this point, like Jesus Christ, like you, you might as well put Reese on the pitch. Well, I bet they give. What's happened to Obama Yang as well? Yeah, mm. that, 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 that's a big. You look at it. It was. It looked like he was playing for a contract because I think he knows. Yeah, this is probably the last big contract he get of his career because he's what thirty one. He settled in London and everything like that. And he thought, you know what? I'm just going to show how well I can play. That they'll miss me when I go. And then we saw it. It's just thinking, well, I'm just going to eat cake and get all fat and sassy. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> to be fair, he, he has, he's barely got any chances. I mean, yeah. I mean, Lucas has been the one to get most of a chance and he's fluffed, fluffed, fluffed his lines every single time. I mean, the first, the first match, uh, I think it's the first match of the season, uh, they sort of they played the cassette through the middle and Abiyang on the uh, on the right. I think it's on the right. He's, he's, not get his, he's not going to get his goals there. I mean, and the same with William. I don't know where he's been. I mean, what it depends a lot depends on what he's been asked to do by the manager. Mm. Um, he seems to have set. He seems to have got things quite well, apart from this match. But he seems to have got things quite settled in defensively. Um, oh. But uh, but you were uh, well. It did look that it did start to look that way. But going going forward, I don't know. Liam, mm-hmm. cast your question. Sure. 
What was Kieran Tierney doing? Uh, I don't know. You see, it seems like his legs just stopped working. <laughs> I mean, it was the most comical thing I've seen. You know, you know like someone who shot him. It's. I mean, things. I love Kieran Tierney, and I've, he's been one of our best players. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what happened this game. I don't know yeah. how in, in general with this game, to be honest. I, I think I think with Arsenal, I think th- this is what I think, yeah. I think they've done so well to to shore up the defence. I think they've done it too well. Yeah. Forgotten the that you have, there's another side of football, which is scoring goals. And I think I think because he's drilled them so much on defensive stuff that I feel like the attack is sort of lacking. And I tell you a player who I tell you a player who for me when he comes back that will make all the difference is Martinelli. I think I think you're screaming out for him. I think I think screaming out for his ability because no one thought that he'd had the season he had last season when he came on. What he got ten goals in all competitions. Yeah. For a player, for a player that everyone thought was oh Arsenal boy it was a joke for a team no one ever heard of, and he comes in, does really well, scores that goal against Chelsea, which is it was a good goal when he, he ran against Kante, and no mm. one was even. But you know it's a good goal nonetheless. But I do think that the way forward for Arsenal for me is Carl's going to disagree. Abamyang on the left because he's always played on the left, even when he was at Dortmund. Even when he was at San Etienne, and he banged goals in for fun when he was at, at Dortmund in that position. Well, if, it were, if he works there, I'm not going to argue. Martinelli through the middle. Mm. Saka out right wide, at right, at wide right. Yeah, I mean Saka, Saka's a bit of a weird one because he he plays well on the left sometimes, and he has occasionally. The problem is, I think he's right-footed, which kind of. I mean, I've, if, I've, if you're crossing in, I guess it's a good thing. I thought it was left. I, Charles, I can't tell. He seems pretty decent with both, but I'm pretty yeah. sure he's right footed. Okay, but regarding, I think, I think, okay, if that's the case. Put Bamiang on the right, Sack on the left, if that's the case. But then I think Martinelli, though, is the answer. I mean, I like Lacazette. I thought when you saw Lacazette, I thought, here we go. Arsenal have got a world class striker here, and it's never really clicked. No, the yes. He either plays really, really well or he goes missing, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. I, and, I t- and I tell you, another player you're calling out for this season is Ozil. Oh, d- d- I, I don't want to get... Uh, the thing is, I, no, I'm really happy I, he's not I, playing, I, to be honest. I think you are calling out for that creativity of Ozil. Partey. I think Partey and Nenny and Ozil would really complement each other. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'd rather have Emil Smith-Rowe than Ozil because Ozil... I mean, I've watched Ozil for years now and he just doesn't put the effort in. Oh, but Liam, Liam. Mesut Ozil. I agree, I agree with him. I oh, agree. I think Mesut Ozil, though, is an enigma in a way because the fact is that when he turns up here, he is unplayable. Yes? No, I, not always. Sometimes he can be, but he's not. I just... I, I've, I seen, do, I've seen him too many times. I I, I, I can't. I, I can't. kind of feel that his best days are probably behind him now. To be honest, uh, I mean, I, unless I, he can, I, unless he can go to another club and get remotivated. Mm. I think I think that's what it could be. I think it could be motivation because Vink kind of got it out. Vink got it out of him when he first came, and he played really well when he first. The first two seasons he played, he was really good. 
And I think Wenger, I think Wenger was on his way out anyway because you know Wenger should have gone after you won the FA Cup the 2017 one. Mm. I think Wenger should have gone then. Um, El, uh, Emery, I mean Emery couldn't organise a fucking piss up in a in a locked pub. He's doing well now though, <laughs> ironically. He's, he's in a shit league. Let's be honest, and. Arteta, Arteta can organise a great defence. Arteta could organise. I mean, you can put Arteta. He could probably he could win a war because his defence is incredible. However, offensively, I, I think you're lacking big time. I think you need a coach there alongside. I think Arteta is manager, but I think you need a coach there who is all out attack to basically breathe new life until like Arsenal try and merge it together. Mm. Um, which I, I think you're lacking big time, unfortunately, yeah. but. I think you've got the same sort of problem as we have with Ali. You've got a manager that's good at what he knows, but really got and at least um, for inconsistency and getting beat. Where Ali seems to be good at counter-attacking, he's not so great. Well, you know, organising a defence, and Arteta seems to be a bit of the opposite. <laughs> With the other exception, can I say one thing about Ozil? All right, in in 18, 18 appearances last year, how many assists do you think he got? Ozil. Yeah. Two. Four. Yeah, he got two, and he had one goal. He didn't really play a lot, though, did he? Eight, Eighteen oh. appearances, though. Yeah. Okay, then. How many were starts? Uh, I'm trying to figure that out. That's the thing. It's, very, it's all well and good saying that it's, it, it works at every player. You can say, oh, he's played 20 odd games, but he's only got the striker, he's only got three goals. How many How many of those, those 20 games were starts? That's the thing. If he comes off yeah. the bench. Appearances can be a bit misleading because sometimes players only come on for the last 10 minutes and there's not a massive amount of impact you can make in uh, the last 10 minutes of a game, especially if you're getting spanked. Exactly. Exactly. But, I mean, we've talked a lot about. Arsenal, um, I think we need to pr- praise Aston Villa. Yeah, I yes. think they were excellent. Yeah, um, they, and that they, midfield, Barkley and Grealish, that's that's you know unbelievable. If they can somehow um, secure Barkley on a permanent deal, I think Villa are going to be in a good place. Yeah, I mean, biasly aside, which I, it's very hard, but I'm going to do it. Um, what Villa have done is complete opposite to last season. What they've done is they've highlighted their mistakes and where they bought, and they bought really well. I laughed when they paid thirty-three million pay for Ollie Watkins. I take that back. He, he's been brilliant. Yeah, he's been really good, hasn't he? Barkley on loan is incredible. Grealish, how that man, how how Villa convinced that man to sign a new five-year deal. Is a masterstroke, and Gareth Southgate pull your head out of your ass and play him. I don't know why he's not. It's unbelievable. Unless Jack, unless Jack, unless Jack Grealish has tried it on with Southgate's nan, I don't understand. It's to do these lockdown things. I mean, he's refusing but, to he's refusing to play Foden and Greenwood now, isn't he? Foden back at least. I Foden's mean, a few Foden's match suspe- I think a few match suspensions. Good enough. I mean, England have got some decent players, but England aren't good enough to start, you know, not playing players because they made one little mistake when they're when they're young. Things they've known like Grealish. Grealish, I think, is 
Yeah, I think I think he's absolutely incredible. I have to be honest. I think the fact is they slapped an eighty million price tag on him, and nobody does. Nobody <laughs> thought it was quite worth that amount of money. So we had no choice but to sort of stay put. I think I I, I, I don't think I, I don't think he's that highly rated. I think it's probably if you go to today's market, which is just incredible. I think he's sixty million tops. Yeah, yeah, fifty or sixty. Someone would. Yeah. I think United would have had him. And, yeah. or maybe even someone else for that amount but 80 just felt like a bit too much yeah. I, I, I tell you what though I would give my left nut for Grealish right now like, or Barkley to be honest yeah yeah but Barkley's doing very well I mean <laughs> they do not look like a team that got scraped survival last season by the skin of their teeth they no. really don't no that's what I meant by the fact that they've strengthened mm. the areas strengthened. I mean they've got a good goalkeeper in Martinez. They've bought Matty Cash. I think it's a fantastic signing. I still can't believe. Sorry to sorry to rub this in, but I still can't believe Arsenal let him go. Yeah, I think he's a superb goalkeeper. I, I, Maybe alone, I would have understood, but you know, I think he's to, not better than let him go. I think he's not better than Leno. I have to be honest. But yeah, it's it, it's a real shame. Matty Cash, was a, uh, so Matty Cash was a great signing from Forrest. Mm. McGinn and Lima look solid in front of that that defence. And I think that's what gives Grealish, Barkley and that, that Trezeguet, Watkins the freedom to play the way they play. Because if you've got a good base, then, yeah, you, you're going to do really well. And to be honest, I think Villa, they'll comfortably survive. I don't think they'll get Europe or anything like that. The people are saying, oh, they're going to get Europe. No, seven games in, let's be honest. Yes, they've won five out of seven. They've beat. City and Liverpool and Arsenal, but it's 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 a marathon, not a sprint. And I do, I think Villa, I think Villa, I think Villa finish top half. I really do. Yeah. I think I think they'll come to finish top half. I don't think they'll be anywhere near relegation. I I think they'll probably miss out on seventh. I'm going to say eighth for the Villa, and that's a fantastic uh, a fantastic turnaround from a team that got saved because Michael Oliver did not turn on his watch. Yeah. I mean, nothing against Barkley, but I, I don't see how he gets back into that Chelsea side now because they're starting to click. So if Villa can if Villa can tie up a permanent deal for him, and I think it could be there on the table if the money's if the transfer fee's right. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so we've done doom and gloom. We spoke about negativity. Carl, you got thirty seconds. <laughs> no, I'm having more than that. But well, yeah, God, all right, cut forty-five. <laughs> One. Behave. Three. Four. No, I think uh, it was a better, but much better performance for United. And I do wonder if you pair might agree if we're becoming a bit over reliant, perhaps on Bruno Fernandez. It seems no. He, it seems no. Like it, it seems like when he has a bad game, United have a bad game, and when he has a good game. United have a good game. Carl, what do you mean that United are reliant on Bruno Fernandes? Well, if he doesn't turn up like he... Like in the last yeah. couple Carl, of games, he was pretty poor. I know, but in the last couple of games, he was pretty poor. Yeah. And so were United. And uh, against Everton, he had a really good game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, you look... I, I think the second goal was a bit lucky. I don't know if... Rashford did enough to put the goalkeeper off or something, but it was a strange one because um, I mean it was a tricky, tricky ball. But you'd expect a goalkeeper to save it normally, wouldn't you? Uh, it is a. I mean, it was a cross. Let's be honest. Mm. 
Um, however, I mean, we, we we recorded Bake Off when we were talking about um, United, the United game and you threw your onesie off in anger. <laughs> Liam, Liam, Carl's got a good contact. However, <laughs> um, I mean, Fernandez lost the ball 34 times in that game. And I know he can't be blamed for that, but I completely agree. I mean, you look at it, he lost the ball 34 times. He looked shite. He looked jaded. He didn't look like he wanted to be there at that point. And then this game, yeah, I completely agree. He turns up. I mean, he is your... I try to think what he is to you now. He's like, could, 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 he be, could he be putting the same breath of Cantona-esque in terms of importance? Um, Rock, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. I don't, I don't think you can compare him to Cantona just yet, but I definitely get, yeah, he, he, is, he is that important at the moment. Right now. Uh, no, what I mean by that is in terms of to Man United, not in terms of overall football. Like you look, you look at it when Cancelo came. Cancelo was like the final piece of the puzzle for that Man United team in a way. And I feel like Fernandez is the start of a puzzle. I mean, if you, I mean, Patrice ever come out and said it. If United get no, sorry, Louis Zaha said this. Sorry, Louis Zaha. He said if United get four players of Fernandez's ilk, you've got a team that can challenge for things. And I completely agree with him. Because Bruno Fernandes, as Carl said, Bruno Fernandes on his day is incredible. He's played uh, really well with Mata as well. I mean, I thought Mata had had his day at United, but when he plays um, alongside Bruno in that midfield, Mata's like a player. You know, Mata's like a player reborn. It really yeah. does seem to. It really does seem to work somehow. You wouldn't think it would, but no, I completely agree with you. Some players. Um, some players improve other players, and that's the thing. With mm. um, yeah, with Fernandez and Mata. Yeah, I'll take Fernandez and Mata over Fernandez and Pogba at the moment. Pogba yeah. just doesn't look like he's at the races. Pogba, I, I think Pogba needs to leave. He doesn't want to be at United, but nobody, nobody was prepared to offer the amount of money United wanted for him and pay the sort of wages he demands as well. That's some players make a rod for their own back in that sense. They, they want to move to different clubs, but they expect um, that much money in wage that some some clubs just aren't prepared to stump it up. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, but we're, we're not. We're, we'll move on because the team we could do for for. for but I just want to say, you know, it was, it was nice to get. It was nice for Cavani to get on the score sheet. I know it wasn't exactly a hard. A hard goal to score, but you know it was still a it was still a decent strike, and he looked sharp in the games I've seen him in. I mean, I wasn't too sure because mm. of his age and his um, injury concerns, but especially as a sub, I, I, he's, he does look like someone who could do a job for us. And it also bring a it'll bring a wealth of experience as well to the to the younger lads. Mm. That's what I was going to say. I think Greenwood could really do with someone like Cavani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can, can I? I just want to put uh, uh, as well as uh, Fernandez played. As a few of the players, I think had good games. Fred had a good game. Um, Shaw yeah. had a good game. But for me, the best player on the pitch was Maguire. He played. Yeah, he, he was totally a different from what he's been like all season. He looked like the player he was last last season. He, he, he looked like a leader. He looked like mm. a captain of Manchester United. And which is, I think, the, the best. I think the best thing you can say about him. And Pickford should not have been on the pitch again. 
Oh, I can. Yeah, remember. that was awful. He was oh, also. We've got to mention defense. that. I mean, Jordan Pickford, in the last two games he's played, has injured the best centre half in England, and he's then then he tried to do the same to Maguire. It wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad, but let, let's be honest. He kicked him, and now he kicked him. Yet, with the ball was nowhere near it, and he kicked him. Mm. He needs to watch, now, he needs to watch himself. Seamus Coleman should be ashamed of himself for shouting at McGuire like an absolute tit. Um, because I mean, what, what was that to shout about? I, I, I mean, McGuire did, did did push um, uh, Pickford, in fairness. So, but it was probably about that. But no, no, look, yeah, My dad he, said that. But, he, 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 put his arm, he put his hand out and barely touched him. It, it wasn't yeah. really a, a I don't shove. know. Personally, I thought it was a push, but well, I mean, would. if you if you thought that's a shove, yeah, then I'd hate to see what you think of punches. Um, <laughs> look, they're too scary for me. But uh, going to Everton, oh. yeah. our, our Everton, like United, um, with uh, James Rodriguez. I said it perfectly the other day, and now I always seem to stumble over um, his name. I do apologise. James Rodriguez. Uh, Hammers. Um, are they um, are they over reliant on him? The few games he's missed are the games, and um, this week he didn't seem really seem to turn up. I never really heard his name mentioned at all. He had a bit of a poor game. Is are the games Everton have lost? Are they um, a bit reliant on him? Perhaps. No, I think teams have found a how to play against Everton. And he, and he didn't have a and either, I suppose. Exactly. I, th- I think. I think. I think he could. I think we could dictate it more on if the Richarlison was was playing. But I think. I think that'd be a fair assessment if they're losing the game to losing Richarlison and Rodriguez are back. Um, however, I do think though that teams have found the way to play against that Everton team now. Basically, just pressure Hammers, Decore and Allen are just going to sit. Mm. They're not going to be able to. They're, they're not mobile enough to go. Calvert Lewin looks to be. Dare I say, could he be like he's done already? <laughs> it, it, it was a three week wonder. No, uh, I don't think so. I'm, I'm I think after a couple of bad games, I'm, you, can, you can say that. I'm messing. Um, I do. I, I genuinely do think, though, that I think we can judge Everton more when Richarlison's there. When they've got, when they've got that fully fit squad. Yeah. I think that, that I think that'd be the best thing to to judge them on, but I do I do, I just think that Jordan Pickford has now got lucky twice. He should yeah. have been sent to Liverpool. Should have got sent off against Man United. And the fact is that Gareth Southgate can come out and say that nobody is challenging Pickford. Um, Gareth, get your head out your ass again with the the Grealish thing and the Pickford thing. That's all I'm gonna say. Take your waistcoat off and do, look, watch them actually play football. He's fallen. Um, he's fallen into that trap that all England managers seem to do, and he's got a big blind spot for his favourites. Mm. And it doesn't seem to matter how poorly they perform; he, he still feels he has to pick his his favourites. Yes, I think that happened with every England manager. Yeah, Capello had Heskey, um, mm. but. I, I mean, I just want to say this though. 2018 World Cup, it was a fantastic run. It's not that anymore. We're in 2020. Move on. Mm. Carl, I, I have a question about one of your um, players, actually. 
What is happening to Vanzebi? I'm surprised he's not getting more of a chance ahead of Lindelof. Who, sorry? Uh, Twanzebe. Um, I don't know. He, he, um, he did come on, didn't he, in that match? Yeah, yeah. I think he wanted left back. But he was bullying against PSG. I'm surprised he hasn't been given more of a chance. Yeah, uh, perhaps because he's young again. Are they, like, going back to what I said about Safka, he seems, to, he does seem to have his favourites. Mm. Um, whether perhaps he'll get more of a chance going forward. But we, def- apart from the first goal, we defended quite well, really. Um, yeah. It was bizarre because Everton were on top until they scored, and that seemed to be like prodding the bear. And United woke up and actually started playing at last. It was still. It was. It was stabbing the devil. Um, <laughs> but we, we we move on. We move on. Carl, I'm very happy for you that your team won. Um, it's- it, 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 it almost means nothing, though, because we're still, as you say, sporting for only 10 points. We need to show some consistency and start winning on a more regular basis, and that's what worries me with Ollie. You, you just don't know what you're going to get. He pulls it out of his arse, doesn't it? It's really annoying because yeah. you think he's... It's sacked. happened a few times last season yeah. as well. Every time he thought he was on the verge of getting sacked, he'd pull out, he'd pull out performance. Um, yeah. That's frustrating, but I, I well, but, but yeah, I think Ollie's a just keep him for now. Would you, would you, want to play for him? I think if they didn't, they could have easily capitulated in that match and thought, oh, fuck it, we'll, we'll roll over and then we'll get okay. rid of Ollie. But they do, they do seem to want to play for him. Are they playing for Ollie or are they playing for them or are they just playing to keep themselves, you know? For the new, say, if a new manager comes in, it shows that they've actually got a bit of quality about them. Mm, I don't know. I don't think you really need to. Yeah, true. We'll, we'll, we'll move on from Man United winning against Everton. We'll, well, I think we'll, what we'll go to now, we'll go to Chelsea versus Sheffield United. Um, Chelsea winning 4 1 here um, at Stamford Bridge. Abraham, Chilwell, Thiago Silva, and Werner scoring after McGoldrick had put Sheffield United ahead. Um, I just want to say this, though. Hakim Ziyech looks like the final piece in that puzzle. He looks Hazard-esque. Yeah, he's really mm. starting to adjust now to the Premier League and how Frank wants him to play. And he's really start The last few games, he's looked immense, hasn't he? Well, that, that's the thing about him. He was injured. He come in, he was injured. And then he, made, he got himself fit, scores on his debut... Champions, scores his, his full down for Chelsea. This scores his Premier League debut. Puts two assists in this game, and it just looks like now that they're all clicking with each other. Werner, Silva looked really good at the back. Him and Zuma, as we said last week, they looked like they've struck up a partnership. Uh, Kovacic, Kante, and Mount uh, look good in the middle. Ziyech, uh, enough praises about him. As I said, Hazard esque for them. Werner. Now looks like the player that was at Leipzig. Yeah, he's, uh, getting, the, he's getting the service now, isn't he? He is, and I think Tammy Abraham really compliments it because he's the he he's the big man up front. He's he's the one that does the 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 uh, the dirty work. So so uh, as we say, no, his um, goal his goal was a bit lucky, a bit like Fernandez as he sort of stuffed yeah. his shot, didn't he? And it, mm. <laughs> it somehow went in. Not, not to, I think, he's, I've always thought he's an excellent player. I'm not trying to 
um, yeah. denounce it. I, I just thought it's worth point, pointing out that it's, his goal did have an element of fortune about it. Oh, no, I, I agree with you. But Mendy conceded for the first time in his Chelsea career. He conceded. He's done. He's gone. Bring Kepa back. It's <laughs> um. <laughs> amazing. It's amazing how much more assured they've looked with Mendy in goal. Really he's is. A, he's, he's a beast. I mean, I wouldn't mess with him. He's terrified. He's, he's big. He's commanding. He's not afraid to put himself about. Whereas Kepa, he's, he's a timid little boy. Yeah, it makes you wonder why Kepa now. I mean, you can't have a surely you can't have a goalkeeper that costs what was it seventy odd million sitting yeah. on the bench. But who's gonna who's gonna stump up big cash for him? I I, I, I genuinely think Chelsea will take a loss. On, Chelsea will take a loss on it. I think not. I honestly think I reckon go back thirty million. I think that, that that is his worth. I know that's really horrible to say about it, but that is his worth. However, Chelsea... Yeah, I'm worth that, to be honest. No, he's worth that. It's his age. Let's wait. He's 20-odd. 20, 20, 23, something like that. Goalkeepers play, can play until like 38, 39. He's got plenty of years ahead of him. So that's why he could get 34. Mm. He's not Paul have got a similar problem as well. They need a, a decent backup. Because when Alisson isn't there, they're, they're in all sorts of trouble, aren't they? What? Would you take him? Would you stop saying things that aren't going to happen? No, I, I know, but I'm saying theoretically, if he was available, would you want to actually have him? I don't if, think he'd make. I, I think Johnson would be better than Kepa, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yes. Then that's what I ask you. What would you rather have? An elephant sit on my face or it sit <laughs> on my stomach? I'm going <laughs> to do both ways. It, it's it no, um, but but yeah, as all praising Chelsea saying, "Oh, well done, the squad fault." They were playing against probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know I said the Albion are piss poor. However, this team is even poorer. They started well. They started all right. I thought. Oh no, they started well, but then as soon as they conceded, that that's that they were done. They, they were, I mean, they, 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 when they conceded, yeah, that was them just gone. And I think I, th- I think a big thing can be accredited to Ramsdale. Ramsdale just looks, he looks bereft of confidence because he's took an absolute beating in terms of how many goals he's conceded already. And the fact he's not as commanding or as good as Henderson. And I, I've said this each week, Dean Henderson is a massive miss for them. Hmm. Yeah, he does. He does seem to be. Um, but they look. But Sheffield United, they look a shell of the team that um, did so well last season, or at least before um, lockdown. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, since, I could, since coming back from lockdown, really, the downward um, spirals just continued. Yeah, I agree. With I think I've, I think they've lost what ten or eleven or something like that in a row. Yeah. Um, Got one but, point, I think. They look even where they look even where shape than the new the new lot. I really can't see um, how they get out of their slump. I really can't. No, I agree with you. Um, but I just want to go back to Chelsea. Just some, just some things. Here. Uh, Lampard said after the game that he's keeping his feet on the ground. Well, well done, Frank. Um, <clears> but <throat> said this, but I mean, you know, the really excitement about this Chelsea team. There really is. I mean, they scored fourteen goals in the last four games. I said Ziyech has just been an absolute revelation. He looks yeah. to be 
He looks to be the best out of the bunch of attacking players they signed. I, st- I know Havertz was missing due to coronavirus and everything like that, but I'm still not convinced with him. Yes, he scored a hat-trick, but it was in the cup. So no one really yeah, cares. Yeah, like a better side without him. They, they really do. Mm-hmm. I think Ko- Kovacic, Mount and Kante really complement each other. Um, but as, I think, as Liam said, those you know, Sheffield United played well. Um, sloppy defended by Chelsea at a corner. They, they, they just looked half asleep. McGoldrick um, scoring. Um, and then, yeah, Ziek just turned up. <laughs> he just turned up. Carragher said it perfectly. Uh, um, about, he says his left foot is devastating. It is devastating. He's such a good player. Um, but, yeah... Um, just some just some stats before we move on, uh, because it's my gimmick. Um, <laughs> Chelsea are enjoying their longest unbeaten run in all competitions since November 2018, a run of 18. So they've got 11 games there at defeat, and they've got um, so that was a run of 18 games. So they're nearly there. Uh, while Sheffield United's 12 game winless run is the longest the, the Blades have gone without victory in all competitions since 2013. Jesus. Only Wolves and Forest have, uh, um, only against Wolves with six goals and uh, Forest with five. As, uh, Abraham scored more goals in uh, English League football than he has at Sheffield United. He's got four in four. And after failing to score or assist a goal in any of his first four Premier League appearances, Werner has been involved in five goals in his last four games in the Premier League, scoring four with one assist. Um, I know I said, I mean, I, I, I was very confident Chelsea were going to win the league this season. Yes, they they, they started poorly. However, I, I think if they keep playing the way they're playing, yes, it was against Sheffield United, but I think they play the way they're playing and they're able to put away, say, a bit of one of the big teams, or they said to put away the big teams, I genuinely think that they could do something about it. I think they could win the league. Yeah, um, I mean, if teams continue to be as inconsistent as they are, this could be the most open league for ever, basically. I mean, yeah. we had four changes on the top this weekend alone. I mean, I imagine um, they'll sort of a couple will start pulling away eventually, as they as they always seem to do. But you, you just never know. I mean, Leicester didn't win the league that one season, so I was just about it. to say that. Anything, anything at all is possible. I was just, I mean, you look at this. Does feel like that season when Leicester won the league? Mm. It really does, because mm. no big team has actually kicked off. There's like, I mean, look at the the, the the last two years. It's been yeah, City, Liverpool, just absolutely steamroll the way through it, and then last season had Liverpool, just what twenty two points clear mm. by August. And, and we'll get on to Liverpool in due course, but they look they look nowhere near that team at the moment. No, they don't. But what we'll start with, we'll start with the first team to take over. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll go to the team that was top after Friday nights. The, the first, um, so it's the first time they're top. They're the 29th different team to be top <laughs> of the Premier League um, in the history of it. So Southampton 2, uh, Newcastle 0, Che Adams at scoring as is Scott Armstrong. Che Adams, a, a man who didn't score until I think what the last game of the season, has now um has now hit the ground running this season. But this was a, a this was just over a year on since they got 
thumped 9-0 to Leicester mm. and they just look so rejuvenated. They look they just look like a really, really good team. And I do think I do think this Walcott was a great signing for them on loan. Mm. Yeah. And um well player um oh, what's his name? Uh, Ward Prowess has has been yes. the season yes. for them as well. Especially yeah. I think it was the last I think it was the last game I'm thinking of that he, he did really well. He's incredibly yeah, yeah. talented. I think he's very underrated. Surprised no, I surprised no one was sniffing around him. To be honest, I, I think I think because the fact is that he's I think he's Southampton through and through, which is a thing. Mm. He's like, I mean, it's a not it's a nice thing to see that there's a little bit of loyalty left in football. However, it, I mean, I could be saying that, and he could leave. <laughs> but. It doesn't seem like it. I think his, his head's been turned before. I mean, I think Villa came in for him one year and he said no. And uh, I think I think Tottenham have inquired and I think that didn't go through because I think they were just put off by the fact that I think Southampton asked for a lot of money and then also um, I don't think he would have gone to Tottenham because who, who wants to go to Tottenham? But um, <laughs> however, though, they, 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 they did play as well game really well uh, as the, uh, the winning 2-0 beating Newcastle at home uh, as I said um, Wall, as Carl said War Price had a good game Armstrong had a good game Adams yeah. Walcott uh, Danny Ings as well yeah yeah which is a shot because everyone's thinking oh they're, they're a one man team um, oh, Danny Ings they're going to they're gonna be poor not really I, 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 I know it's only one game and it was not really against a team that's challenging for anything new in terms of Newcastle. However, they they um yeah they they look really good without him. And I think everyone's improved except the top six. Yeah I was gonna say I think I yeah. think they carry on this form they're the top top six they're on for that definitely yeah, I mean, I, I know we I know we say I know I know I keep saying it's, it's eight games in but you know I mean I start I mean we can start judging teams 10, 15 games in, and then if they're still there at that point, then I completely agree. But I think Hassan Hall is a fan, he's just rejuvenating that team. He just looks, I mean, I genuinely thought he was going to walk at the end of the season, however, he didn't. He stuck with it, and yeah, he's had a really, really good start. Um, Newcastle, they didn't really offer much, they're just, yeah, just they're just Newcastle, just they're there. They're, they're, yeah, the basically you know what they are. They're a typical Steve Bruce team. They're not go- they're not going to challenge for anything. They're not going to challenge for uh, Europe or the title or anything like that. They're not going to be threatened with relegation. They're just going to stay in the middle. Um. So yeah, I, I was really I was really impressed with the Southampton team. Uh, but just some uh, just some stats before we move on from this. Southampton's two number for Newcastle's taking the top of the Premier League. It's the first time they've topped the top flight table uh, since 1988. So Ooh, that was a, a long time ago. And yeah. Southampton picked up 16 points in their eight Premier League games this season. Uh, they never had more at this stage of the competition. Uh, they're level with two th- when, they're, when they're that great season 2014-2015 so they're level on that so a great start by Southampton and look I mean that, that season they did really well um, so yeah I think hopefully good things will come uh, for uh, Southampton uh, quickly just going to go through the remaining games uh, Brighton versus Burnley not really much to talk about the boring nil-nil draw if you paid 14 95 for that <laughs> yeah well, Phil, yeah 
<laughs> I, I just want to say something about that. Just please, even if it's your club, don't don't spend that money and buy uh, box office games because you know very well, even when the pandemic's over, they'll think, oh, a lot of people bought that. We'll we'll keep it going. Now they'll start. They'll start doing it on a more regular basis if they think if they think they can get away with it. So just yeah. be very wary when you put your hand in your wallet for, for these matches. Buy porn. You get more enjoyment out of it, trust me. Um, <laughs> then we go to Palace versus uh, Leeds. Crystal Palace winning 4-1. Uh, Scott Dan as a cost their own goal and are you scoring for, for Palace? Bamford, uh, another goal for Patrick Bamford. Uh, this season. However, however, VAR reared its ugly head and its, un- its unwanted head once more in this game. Um, why was Bamford judged offside by pointing? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's getting in the rounds of uh, mockery now. Um, it's just, um, VAR's becoming a parody of itself. And it's yeah. it's just ridiculous. They even need to get it right or just stop using it because you can't rule out a goal just because someone's fingers uh, a millimetre over the line or whatever because they're pointing. It, it's ridiculous. It's supposed to be a scoring game. You're supposed to give the benefit of the doubt to the strikers and they're not doing that. They're finding all sorts of stupid reasons to rule goals out because his little toe is offside and it's just getting silly and I don't think well I'm not sure the authorities are football authorities are realising what a joke VAR's looking like in England we're becoming a bit of a laughing stock Carl I love it you 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 know this line you know when you look at the VAR offside thing and there's you know the line where the defender is and then there's the line where the attacker is Mm. how thick is that line would you say uh, got to be less than a millimeter, something like that. I've like if I have a feeling that if that line say was like twenty centimeters or something, well maybe not twenty centimeters, but like, like I don't know, like ten say. If if those lines overlap slightly, then I think just go to the attacker because I I feel like I feel like it's usually similar to how the penalties work. You know, if it's on the line of the penalty box, then you know what. It's a penalty. If it's on the line of the defender, then it should just, you know, they should just say play on. Because at this point, it's just, I think it's just a little bit ridiculous, to be honest. Yeah. And you're going to you're gonna get to a point where players stop celebrating goals because, because uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you look an arsehole when you start celebrating a goal and all of a sudden <laughs> it's reeled off because you, you, your todger was offside or... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it when you get passionate. <laughs> I really do. It's, oh, you touch us upside. No, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, it's going to get to the point where now fans give me like this. Oh, can, can we celebrate? Can, can we? Uh, uh, um, oh, yeah. Uh. You're going to get golf claps at football. That's what you, you, Even gonna... when like, you're on your own in your living room and you're like, yes, a goal. And then all of a sudden... It's ruled out. You feel like a plab, and there's nobody else there. For fuck's sake! <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I've done that, man. I, I've, I've done that. I, I celebrated the goal, and then VAR ruled it out. I was on my own, and I've never felt such shame 
<laughs> and I was on my own. The only person that could be ashamed of me was looking at himself in the mirror, and I could feel it. I could feel it going, "You cock, <laughs> you absolute cock! What are you doing?" So I completely agree with you. Um, Var is an absolute joke. So it really is. Uh, it is. But then again. The fact that the amount of money that the football authorities have spent on it, it will not go away. It's like it's like herpes. It's gonna stay with you forever. <laughs> I never thought I'd ever hear that comparison, but okay. <laughs> I think so. Am I wrong? No, and when like things like football have spent a lot of money on something, they they'll uh, stick with it and try and make it work, won't they? Yeah, that it just cost. doesn't. Stop it! We don't want. We don't want it. Please, go away. It works in other countries. I don't. I don't know how we're fucking up so badly. British, we're England, we and it's what we do. Yeah. Me looking at it, we fucked up fucking coronavirus somehow. So that's because we've got Boris Johnson in charge. Everyone's fucking that. Hey. Yeah. Do you know what's the news? France, Germany—they're all having second waves. Hmm. Um, yeah, let's move on. Um, we move on then to the uh, to West Ham versus Fulham. West Ham winning one nil, um, a goal by Thomas Suchek in the uh, added time. However, that was not the go- that's not the only goal that could have been scored in added time. Fulham were were awarded a penalty. They gave it to Adam Olaukman, thinking he would go. We're going to get a All point. Right. What, what was this? What was this? Yeah, he was there. He was primed to take it, and it's the worst fucking penalty I've seen. When what? You got, the... When you when was... you've only got one win, you're struggling. You've got a last gas chance. That is not the time to try and do a cocky penalty if that's what that was. Or unless he just, I'm not, I can't make mud if he was if he was trying to be too clever or he fucked it up. If your name is Andrea Perlo, then yes, you can do a, pan- a, a, a panic penalty. You are the only man that can do it. If your name is and Adamola Luckman, no, you cannot do it. I mean, do you think what you said with his last name? You just said to him, look, <coughs> look, man, and he missed. <laughs> he should be absolutely, he should be absolutely ashamed of himself. And I. Scott Parker. I, I I think what he said is, in his post-match interview was incredible. The fact he didn't shy away from signalling out his player, saying it was absolutely shocking what he did. Fantastic by Scott Parker, and I wish more managers did that. Yeah. They, they defend them too much and too blindly sometimes. I can understand why in some cases. But yeah, that that was awful. I think perhaps... Perhaps, um, you know, custard pie football club before you take a custard pie penalty. <laughs> I, I, I do have to say, though, I think it's one of those things that, like, you know, if it, if it comes off, then you're kind of lauded for it. If, if it doesn't come off, then you're kind of vilified. And I think... Although, you shouldn't re- I mean, there's a time... And if you're, if you're free... No, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. If it comes off, you know, you're lauded and you're a brilliant player. If it's stupid... Yeah. But you don't. Yes. But you need these kind of players in football. I agree with you. However, you do not pull it off when you're no. when you're fucking one down and you have only won one game all season in what the ninety or whatever minute it was. I couldn't you're say top if you of threw the league, winning a match two or three nil, and yeah, you can you can fart around with your penalties all your life. Yeah. But if you're in Fulham's position, 
You've got to make sure you bury it. So you take a yeah, penalty. There's no excuse for it. Here's a question. If he scored it, what, 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 what do you think people would say? Do you, oh, I, I think it would be slightly yeah. different. That's all I'm saying. No, no, I'm just saying, though, if he scored it, yeah. I, it's I, a I don't point. disagree with you in that sense, Liam, but it's just in in Fulham's situation, it's it's not what you should be doing, in my opinion. I'm going I'm to ask you a question, Liam, about this year. Yeah. Remember when, remember when Pires and Henri did that penalty, yeah, and it fucked up, yeah? yeah. And, every, and everyone laughs about it, yeah? Yeah. What would you have done if that was the if they did that penalty in the 95th minute, yeah, for the point that could have won in the league? Would you have laughed about it then? No, they it's only tried, it. but they think they only tried it because they're what four nil up. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. What I'm just Fair saying. Is... Yeah, no, no, I agree with what you're you're trying to say, but what me and what me and Reese are trying to say is there's oh, yeah, a time and a place. I, yeah. I but also I think if you scored it, I think it would have given Fulham a bit of a lift. It would have given them a bit of swagger as well. I think. Not, 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 Any penalty would have if he'd have took a proper penalty and scored yeah. it. That, that you know, that would have helped them as well. But for some reason, he picked the absolute wrong time to try and be clever, and it backfired. If he'd have no, missed, I... if he'd have missed, you know, if he'd have missed anyway, at least he'd have taken a proper penalty. Exactly. I, 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 if he, if, if he put, if he, if he, if he struck the penalty really well, and Fabianski pulled off a save, then you know what? I don't think it would have been as bad. But because yeah, he fair tried, enough. Tried to be, tried to be a dick with it, yeah. It's you, you don't try it unless unless you're fucking three, four nil ahead, and you know that you can do it. Yes, great. It's all well and good saying I've done it in training. It's different. You yeah, play, I know. I, I think it was an absolutely shocking decision that he made. And I'm just playing uh, devil's advocate here. That's all. No, don't, 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 don't try and use that as an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too late for that one, though, mate. <laughs> um, bro, so we'll move on uh, because Liam's bullshitted. We'll move on to Leicester versus Wolves. Not really much happened here. Leicester winning 1 0. Jamie Vardy having a party, scoring a penalty. Um, he also missed the penalty as well, didn't he? Yes, he did. Missed, missed one. But did he, did he try to try to take a pro- at least he took a proper one? Uh, <laughs> I think it happens. Um, and then we'll, we'll move on then to the big. This was the big game of the weekend: Man City against Liverpool at the Etihad. One-one um, draws. Salah scoring another penalty. Mm-hmm. And Jesus scoring for City. I said to you last week that it, Jesus coming back would be a great thing for them because he, he, they had a striker. It, it worked out. He scored. Um, I mean, but De, De, De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. He looks really out of sorts, doesn't he? And that, that penalty mess, I mean... <laughs> At least it was a proper penalty, but it's quite wide, really. You, you don't expect, you'd, know, you'd bet your house, you'd bet your house on the farm on De Bruyne to put a penalty away normally, wouldn't you? Yeah, I completely agree. With that. But however, before we, we talk about De Bruyne's piece, was it a penalty for your eyes? Um, no, I think it was a bit harsh. I've seen it given, but I think it's a bit harsh. There's been a few of these as well, like your your silly offsides that we were talking about before. Um, this hand, you know, these handball ones, and it's quite inconsistent as well. I'm sure in the match there was a similar sort of uh, handball appeal, and they never got a penalty for it. And so they, they, they say they argue that VR there to bring consistency 
but it's still really inconsistent. So it's not even doing that. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, I do want to say something about Klopp's formation. I think it went 4-2-4. I do think it caught out Man City. I think it completely threw mm. them off the game plan. Because when you're faced with the four of Jota, Mane, Salah, Firmino, I mean, I would have just gone home. Mm-hmm. And that is probably one of the best attacking attacking um, lineups you'll see. Because I mean, and then bearing in mind as well, they've got Alexander Arnold and Robertson who weren't afraid to attack. So look at that six. Look at six attacking players on that pitch, and it, I mean, it's a terrifying thing to come against. However, I don't, it didn't really do much because I mean, it was a one-one draw. Um, I, <laughs> Jota had a poor game by his standards. He had a couple of chances that, on his current form, you'd have expected him to put away, but. Um, he didn't quite get hold of his shots properly. No, he, no, he didn't. Uh, Which... He got to like because I, I watched this match and I thought the first half sort of lived up to expectations, and the second half, yeah. from about the 70th minute, mm-hmm. it felt like both teams were content with a draw. And I know it's early in the season, but I just think that's the wrong way to to go about things. There was no no urgency from anyone really in the last. Um, 20 minutes or so. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, I, I think that, that, as I said, the first half was just, a, it, yeah, it was good. It was really good between the two, arguably the two best teams in England. And then second half, it just, yeah. Were, were you guys surprised it was a draw? Like, like one Oh, off. really? No. I was just I was surprised about really, how TPID the last, the last 20 minutes were. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I think a draw was fair. Um, I do. But we said De Bruyne did miss though. He did assist Jesus's goal, and I think Jesus coming back was a big, big, big um yeah. plus mm. for, for uh, it, it. It was a strike. It was a striker's goal. That's what it was. It was. It was a. It was a striker's goal. The fact that he wasn't afraid to put himself in that position, and he mm. put it away nicely. Um, I, I do think no Carl Walker. His defending was shocking. I'm going to agree with Roy Keane. Um, he, he, what was he doing to give away the penalty? There was no need to make that challenge. Yeah, um, he's very Martin. good. He's very good at going forward and overlapping, but defend his defending's uh, horrendous. He's been hit and miss for season though, because I, I thought he was great against us, and he's had some other really good games. But he just he's not consistent enough for some reason. It, is I mean, is it? Is a he's a good fallback? But he's, I mean, he's he's better going forward than he's defending, and I think that, that that's his problem. Um, but I do want to just touch on this. Though. I think um, Salah is quite good about his business. I think he's top top scorer already. I think eight. I think he's like eight in seven or something like that, which is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, actually, eight yeah. eight. Um, I mean, granted, how many have been penalties? However, he's had to put them away, and he can score penalties, unlike Luckman. Hmm. Um, but just some stats before we move on this game. Man City have drawn three of their last five games in the Premier League, as many as their previous 70 matches in the competition beforehand. Which is insane. They, they're, uh, they're struggling. Now, when you've done your stats, I just, I just want to bring something up, but I'll let you do your stats first. No, no. Bring it up. I'll, I'll, I'll do my stats in a, in a minute. Come on, bring, bring, bring okay. it up, sir. Good say. I just want to... 
Man City and Arsenal are both sitting in on the 12 points, only two points ahead of Manchester United. And yet they're not getting the same sort of hyperbole about how poor they're doing and should they be sacking the manager. I'm hearing none of that from them. And they're not doing a huge amount, a huge amount better than Man United. So why why, why does Man United get all this sort of hyperbole and okay. these other teams don't? Because okay. I think City, City are really struggling. And I think mainly because they're missing Aguero and De Bruyne's not playing. I agree. De Bruyne, uh, Aguero and De Bruyne are not not not. Well, I'd say he's not playing. He's not, he's not, he's clearly not on form. And that penalty just proved it. I mean, that was, for, her, for his standards, it was really, really poor. Yeah. I agree. I think De Bruyne, Aguero, very important. David Silva is a massive miss for them as well. I think they've lost. Yeah. I said, this, I said about Man City. They've lost the core of the players. They've lost Company Silva. Aguero's injured. De Bruyne's off. Yeah. However, City are getting stick. Guardiola's getting stick as well, saying this is Guardiola's biggest test. Can he pull it around? They're not getting as much stick as United, obviously, but they are getting it. Arsenal. I mean this in the nicest way possible. People, I don't think the press see Arsenal as a big club anymore. They don't see it as a, to- a total challenging club. They just see it as a, a team that's going to finish fifth, sixth, seventh. They're not really bothered about Arsenal. So, that, so I think that's what it and is. I think we have been improving as well. I think that is yeah. a slight difference in some ways. Yeah, you have. But then then again, though, is I don't think the press care about Arsenal anymore in that regard. Mm. I think it was fun to take the mick out of Wenger because of what Wenger won and what Wenger mm. achieved yeah. in his early Chelsea days. Guardiola, on the other hand, Guardiola's walked Arsenal into the front. You said Chelsea then. I'm oh, sorry, the Arsenal days, sorry. Guardiola, on the other hand, he was he, he inherited a team that Rijkaard built. He goes to Bayern, inherits a team that Jupp Heinrichs built, and mm. didn't, that they regressed. He's gone to City, built his own team, and well done, they've won the league. Yes, well done, they've done that. But they've won the Champions League. The thing he was brought in to build, win. No, have have Man City actually improved? Well, this is, since he's been there, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so. I mean, if, really? if you're talking about since like what Pellegrini, I think they absolutely have improved. Really, Pellegrini won the league. Not Pellegrini. Well, yeah, uh, but when when he was leaving, though, they weren't at the level of the Centurions, for example. No, but Pellegrini won the league. Mancini I... won the league. Guard, Guardiola's. Pellegrini won the League Cup. I I would argue that um, the Centurion season, whatever you want to call it, I think that's probably the best campaign like I've ever seen of a team. I I think they're near perfect. So I think he definitely has improved them. I don't think he's been good. This. But again, but then again, though, but I, I raise the thing: Guardiola was brought in to win the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't done it, and now yes. they really do seem to be struggling. So I, 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 I genuinely don't think he has a plan B. I really don't. And he never the, did a bar, so he was just lucky enough to have yeah. a player so talented in Messi that you could always guarantee that he would get you out of a, a scrap. Exactly, and this is the thing. It's ever got oh, yeah, oh Guardiola's oh yeah, Guardiola's won the most league titles. Oh, he holds a record for most consecutive league games, won in the league and the Bundesliga and the Premier League. Yeah, because he's walked into the three biggest clubs in that league. 
he has a he has had to struggle. He has had to take over a team that's uh, I'm going to say it like Arsenal, like a Man United right now, a fallen giant. He's never done it. He's walked into three clubs. They were at they were at the top already. He's mm, I I wouldn't I I, I disagree personally. Well, hey, can you, well, okay, what, which one do you disagree well, yeah, with? If you look at the team he inherited, that was not a championship-winning team. They they were near. What, I think they, they they barely scraped top four that season, if you remember. What, what, but what, what, last what, season, they won by a point in the top, in fourth place. Okay, yeah, but did they win the league? But think so. See, this, did, did they win the league with the Pellegrini? Yes, like ages ago. Yeah. No, they won it the season before. Okay, so this, oh, this, yeah, all right, fine. But they didn't have that long at City. He had, two, he, he, he had what, what, what he? I think he had two years uh, at City. I got him confused with someone else. But yeah, okay, good point. But I, I also would say that that wasn't a resounding championship reign the way that Guardiola won it. That's all I'm saying. No, I agree. No, I, 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 okay, yeah, I see where you're coming from. But the thing is, though, I'm just saying this. Has have City actually progressed? No, they haven't. They haven't won. They haven't gone to their next step of winning the Champions League. Oh, the thing he was brought in, the, the thing that the owners want, he hasn't done that. He, it, and it's, they've been there for 12 years, yeah? The owners have been there for 12 mm. years. And, yeah. I, I, they, I want know what you're they want Champions League football and Pep was brought in to deliver that and he's got nowhere near it yet. Um, yeah. I think, for Liam's point, he has, he has improved... Yeah, it's because he, he hasn't improved them. That's all. Especially in the league form, but you ta- But then again, you take away one or two players, and especially company in defence when he was there, and they would leak goals like there was no tomorrow. They they never looked the same without company, and they they still they still haven't replaced him. I think he's a bigger loss than even David Silva. Um, yeah, he was their he was their captain. He was their leader. He was their rocket defence. And um, since he's since he's gone, they they just look out of sorts, really. I agree. If Guardiola can pull out pull out of this team, yeah, a, a run that sees them win win fucking the league title, or, or he gets him out of this slump, then I will change my mind on him. However, that man has walked into the three of the best clubs in the world, yeah, and he's won he's won he's won everything. Well done to him. But again, it's could he, could he have done that with Dortmund? No. Could he have done that with Atletico Madrid? No. Could he have done Could he have done this City run with Arsenal? No. I think it all depends on the money you give him. And I mean, to be honest, I don't think Emma recruitment's been that great, and I think he's got a lot out of those players. De Bruyne. He he was there before. Um, yeah, he exactly. He got a lot out of De Bruyne. He, he but he wasn't bought under um, Guardiola though. I'm just, but I'm just saying. Look at the players he inherited. He hasn't. It's not like he's gone there and fucking. Oh, that all the players were shit. I'm going to rejuvenate it. He hasn't yeah. done that. But for every for every De Bruyne he had, though, he had um, you know, for every De Bruyne he had a, a guy or Clichy, he had a Bakary Sanya, players who are not at that level. Okay. Um, I just think you've got. I mean, yeah. Okay. But I'm just gonna say, look at the look. At, okay, look at the boss team he had: Messi, Xavi, Iniesta, Puyol, uh, Busquets, Pique, Alves, Alba, Valdez. Amazing players. I could have gone. I mean, forget any manager. Our, our, mom, our mums could have won trophies with those teams. Well, exactly. Team. How did I do the season before? 
Roy Card, he won the Champions League or something like he, he, Roy Card, I think they won the league and they brought Guardiola in. Hang on, I'm going to... I can't just remember, but I'm, yeah, I knew he okay, was okay, well, okay, regardless of that, yeah, let's move on. Bayern Munich. He comes in, Hynex has just won the treble, yeah? Hmm. He just won the, the, the league, the uh, German Cup, and he's won the Champions League, yeah? Hmm. Did Guardiola win the Champions League game with Bayern Munich? No, no, of course not, no. Exactly. And look at the team inherited there. It goes to City and inherits... I don't care. I, I, I disagree with you completely. He inherited a great team there. A team that had just won the league a, a, the year before. Or the season before that, they won the league. So, I, I, think, I think Guardiola was able to prove himself at a, less, a club that was struggling or a club that was big, that used to be big and he could do it, then I, I, I'd, I'd highly rate him more, but I don't. Anyway, let's, let's move on from Pep Guardiola and Manchester City. Um... And we'll we'll get to our uh, end of podcast topic, which was picked by Liam this week. So, Liam, what was your topic? Was it sorry? So, what 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 was my topic? I can't even remember. The five subs rule. Right. Okay. I, I, if we're talking about another topic, we're talking about yes. Okay. All right. So this is yeah. This is a very weird one. And to be honest, I think we're all kind of in agreement that it should kind of be implemented. I guess the only argument against it is that some richer clubs will have more quality subs available. But again, that's kind of... Regardless, I think it's kind of good for fitness. So what, what, what do you guys think? Do you, do, you, do you see any reason why it should or shouldn't be implemented? Uh, not really. Um, it depends. I mean, because um, some of the, big, the bigger clubs seem to be more in favour of than the smaller clubs. And a lot of it comes down to, uh, you know, resting players for key Champions League matches and and what have you. And if they stuck to the same sort of rules uh, they had during the lockdown, where, you know, you could make five, but the, you could only stop the match three times or whatever, I don't see much of a problem with it personally. And apparently everywhere else is doing the five subs now. So it seems a bit silly that, that we're not. Mm, right. I disagree with it. Uh, purely for the fact we the bigger clubs will benefit more from it. I think there should be I think there should be th- three set and I think you should have an injury one. If a player gets injured and you can make your three substitutions, I think then you get that extra substitution. Or um Say if you say if you make your three substitutions and your goalkeeper gets sent off, yeah, mm. I, I think I think I think that's the only time where I think it could be exploited. I think it should be kept to three, like it's always been. People weren't moaning about making five substitutions before. I mean, the, I mean, the reason I can kind of see it now because, like, I mean, fixtures are not as congested as they were during lockdown, but I still think you know, like Tottenham going away to Europa League on Thursday and playing you know, early Sunday morning and then, you know, now we have internationals. It, it, it does seem like there's, it's hard to kind of catch a little bit of a, bit of a break. And especially if you're kind of playing a very high tempo game like Liverpool or, you know, like Man City, I, I can kind of see why people are asking for it. But if they choose to play that type of football. Yeah, but I, I don't, I, but then I, I don't think you should ask a team to play a different way just so, 
you you're looking after your players. I think I think it kind of I don't know to be honest. No, I, I think they should keep to three. They, they cho- so the things are the managers choose that style of football, yeah, and they should stick to it. I mean, I couldn't understand if they played fucking totally pure football, then yeah. But the fact is, they choose to play high tempo football, and the players are trained. The players are trained to it. The players are they know how to do the game and stuff like that. And let's be honest, mate, and people that, that disagree with you, they're getting paid two hundred over like some players get two hundred grand a week to go and kick a piece of uh, a ball on the grass. That you just go and do, that you go and play at the park for fun. They get paid to do it, and the fact that they moan about doing it. True, but I, I don't think we particularly want injuries, though. Like, of course, they're in a, a brilliant position, but like, I I don't think valid excuses. I, know. I I don't think they have any any sense, any leg to moan about when you've got doctors and soldiers and nurses on the front lines and uh, uh, everything like that, and all they do is kick a ball around. I mean, you can say that for anything, but I think. Mm, yeah, but you don't see a soldier go, oh, can you come and substitute me while I go back because people are shooting at me? That's a very different thing, though. That's, oh. I, I, I don't I'm think not... so oh, oh, No, I'm, I'm bringing it in there because it's basically what they're saying is, oh, I'm a bit tired because I've been kicking the ball around. Can someone replace me? You know, yeah, but this is in the context of a sport. You can't compare it to someone who's in the military. That's that's completely. I I I no. I I I <laughs> I, I, I don't. I I don't know. I I don't. I don't think that's fair. To be honest, they are sort of um, over sort of protected prima donnas that live in their own little worlds. There's no doubt about that. Um, but yeah. Uh, but as Ian says, it is a little bit different. I mean, you do get a lot of hand, you know, you do get these like, pretty bad hamstring pulls and whatnot when players are playing a bit too much. I know it's not like the end of the world stuff, but it, you know, it's uh, quite a long, you know, quite a long time out of football. Some of these injuries that we can sustain. I'm not sort of. I'm on the fence. I'm sort of. Mm. You know, I'm not too passionate about it either way. It just feels, just to me, it feels a bit daft that um, most other places now are doing the five substitutions, and we're not. Unless you sort of kept it between, you tweaked it so it was only like Champions League clubs played each other. You had five substitutions. I don't know if you could make that work. Mm, maybe. I just think they should have the extra substitutions, as I said, if you if a player's injured or if a goalkeeper gets sent off, and that's the only way mm, that I can. I see. don't know about goalkeeper getting sent off because I think that's a you know red card's a punishment. I don't think you should have a be allowed an extra substitution for a if your goalkeeper got injured, maybe an emergency substitution, so you can stick a spare goalkeeper on that way, but perhaps not for a red card. Mm. Okay. No, I, 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 I'm, I just, I don't think it should happen. I think it's, we've had it for, for years, and no one's ever complained about it before. And yeah, I, I think that we should keep, keep it as it is. I mean, we've already got a lot, a lot of things changing in football that just don't seem to work. Yeah, I mean, it's not, not the substitution, but the fixture congestions always, always seems to come up every season. And it does feel like it's like managers getting their excuses in, isn't it? In case they don't, in case they go on a bit of a bad run. I mean, they've always had to, you know, teams have overcome it and and managed 
um, beforehand. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, would, would Klopp and Guardiola be moaning if if their teams had won? Probably not. Would Klopp have moaned about it if they beat Man City? No. Would Guardiola have moaned about it if City beat Liverpool? No. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm not for it and. I, I think I said a lot of things have changed in football, but yeah, I mean, I respect people who want to who want to keep that rule in and keep it and keep it. But Premier League voted not to do it, so we have to. We, I mean, we can't change anything unless no, we break no. it. Say, and we hold Prince William to gunpoint, but I think you're facing a very different charge then. Yes, I think you are. <laughs> you're looking at high trees, trees, and pretty much, yeah. I mean, you're gonna be, you're gonna be. That the Queen is going to hang you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but before we go, boys, uh, do I do our plugs? Liam, we'll start with you. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on... Uh, you, you know, actually, I don't really have any plugs at the moment. I, I, I have nothing going on, and I, I don't post on anything. So just follow Rogue Opinions, lads. You know, it's uh, I, I'm boring. Don't, don't, don't worry about me. Okay. We don't. <laughs> I'm starting to think we should. I'm starting to think we should do. Um, you can find me as always at Carlos underscore Fire eighty on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, make sure to follow us at Rogue Opinions on Twitter and Instagram. Um, check out all our pods at all good podcasting platforms. Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, also it's Next week, yes, it is the international break, but we're coming with a special on the WSL. So be uh, join us for that when we're going to cover the Women's Super League. And I think it should be. The fixtures that are there are incredible. You've got, mm. you've, got, you've got a Birmingham derby, a Manchester derby, Arsenal versus Chelsea. It should be a fun thing to, to record. But until next time, guys, as always, goodbye. Bye. Bye.